The Kinky Cocktail Hour is brought to you by Motor Bunny, the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator that offers fabulous creative sexual experiences. We use it and it rotates, it vibrates, and it delivers mind-blowing orgasms. Enjoy Motor Bunny as your favorite sex toy. When you order the Motor Bunny, multiple attachments are included along with the link controller, which allows wireless control from anywhere. Motor Bunny is the world's most powerful saddle-style vibrator on earth. Use the link in the show notes and spice up your sex life with a Motor Bunny. You're listening to Kinky Cocktail Hour, a conversation between adults about sex-forward relationships, kinky lifestyles, and frank communication. If you're under 18, please stop listening and visit scarletteen.com. I'm Lady Petra. My pronouns are she, her, and hers. I'm Sapphire Master. My pronouns are him, his, and he. And this is Kinky Cocktail Hour. Cheers! Cheers! Okay, what are we drinking today? Well, one of our listeners gave us a suggestion. The drink is called a French Blonde, and I have to say this because she laughs because she's a redhead, uh-huh. but she loves this drink. And it's, I'll just give you a one-part mix of the drink. So it's a half an ounce of elderflower liqueur, like St. Germain. And then an ounce of gin, two ounces of Lillet Blanc. Yeah. Two ounces of fresh grapefruit juice, and I use ruby red. Yeah. And a few dashes of lemon bitters. But again, I used some orange bitters because we didn't have lemon bitters. And I bought the grapefruit in line of making this, thinking I could find the lemon bitters. I wanted to make this drink, so yeah, we but, made But given that you used a red grapefruit, we could call this a French redhead. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> might be. Maybe, she, maybe she'll love that. And the other thing that I want to just make a note is that this is an example of using products that we don't normally like get around to using. Elderflower, Lillet... Well, what's you crazy, know. too, we, we originally, a while back, way a while back, yeah. we bought Lillet. Yeah. And, and then more closely, we bought the, the elderflower. Right, more recently, yeah. And so the elderflower is one you have to actually search for drinks that, yeah. that use it. And you want them to taste good, too, right? So right. the last drink that she recommended was great, the, yeah. the rosebud. I thought that was a good use of that liqueur. But the Lillet, we just went through the bottle. Wow. So we have been using it over time in different drinks just that I would have never had that in my liquor cabinet. No, it's a good mixer. The first time I became aware of it was in Vegas. Oh, really? Yeah. There's a great restaurant in it's the Giulia Serrano in a hotel. I can't name, remember the name of it right now. But it's a Spanish tapas restaurant. Oh, yeah. And they, I said to the bartender one day, just well, let's make me a drink. And he mm-hmm. goes, what do you like? I said, you know, gin, bitters. And he came up with something with gin and lillet. Oh, wow. And it was really interesting. It was like such a, it was such a good drink. And so that was my first experience of Lillet. And now I, like, I see it all over the place. Well, I'm curious how this tastes because I have some ideas for garnish in the future. But, yeah. I, but I just want to taste it first. I haven't. It's a pretty drink. It smells really good. I love grapefruit and drink. Ooh. See, that's a great blend. That's a great drink. It's like grapefruit juice that isn't sour. Yeah. And really smooth. And it's got notes of other things. So I want to tell you what I use, too, gin-wise, because of the grapefruit. Use Hendrix. I use Hendrix this Smart. time. Smart. 
And I think the floral notes make it excellent. It brings it to another level. So then that leads me to, you could garnish this with a sprig of lavender or something like that. Because, totally. And I thought that when I was making this drink. Yeah. And now that we've just tasted it, I know for sure you could, you know, blooming lavender. I'd have some blooming lavender, but mm -hmm. you could put a little sprig of blooming lavender in here, and it would be just gorgeous mm -hmm. with the with the Hendrix and with the grapefruit. Yeah, it's it would, an excellent drink. It would really enhance the floral notes. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, so she Hendrix, did good. That was a good recommendation. She, she gave us she, two she's great drinks. Two and all, man. Yeah. <laughs> good work. Good work. Well, so good. So. We have an interesting topic to talk about today. Right. We're talking about CNC, which is consent and non-consent. Right. And there's a couple different ways to think about it. Mm -hmm. But one way is thinking about it in the context of a rape fantasy. Right. So we should preface this conversation by saying that if you're a survivor of sexual assault, you probably don't want to listen to this conversation. Right. Or if, you, or if you do decide to listen to this conversation and you feel like you're being triggered because maybe some unknown circumstances happen to you or it just triggers for you, then you probably need to stop listening as well. Yeah. Just as a safety thing. We're topping off the glasses right now. <laughs> yeah. This is delicious. I don't it's want to a waste great, a drop. Yeah. And I knew it made just a little bit more. So I was like, I'm going to... We bring the tin this Definitely. time. Definitely. Yeah. All right. So we've prefaced our disclaimer so that people don't get offended or scared or triggered. Triggered. I think that's the main thing. We don't want you to get triggered. So if you're a survivor of sexual assault, it's best that or you... Or abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Sexual assault or abuse. It's, it's best that you don't get triggered by listening to this conversation. Yeah. So, first of all, you and I live in a total power exchange. Correct. You're colored. Yes. In that context, everything we do yes. falls in the realm of sexual consent, non-consent. Yeah, because we're TPE also. That's it's total power exchange. Yep. It's 24-7. Yep. So everything we do falls in that realm. Right. And we've talked about, although I haven't taken advantage of you in this way, mm -hmm. where I could just say, hey, just go bend over the coach. I'm going to fuck you now. Yeah. Yeah. And you're up for that. Mm-hmm. Because you've given up your power yeah. in a total power exchange. Yes, exactly. This morning or yesterday morning, I was masturbating in bed, mm -hmm. looking at pictures of you and your mask. <laughs> and you said, oh, should I come and take care of you? Yeah. Because you exist to... I put myself forward. Put yourself that? forward as my service sub to take care of me. Exactly. Which I love. Yeah, so do I. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> That's not what we're talking about. No. We're now talking about a role play experience of consent, non-consent. Correct. Which could happen within a dynamic. Mm -hmm. I mean, dynamics can exist like ours does. And, and within our dynamic, because it's not an everyday occurrence, we yes. might say we're going to role play a certain thing. Yeah. Because we're going to experiment with our kinks and fetishes and see and you know, consent, non-consent might be one of the areas we want, even though we exist in it all the time, we may have a special role play that we want to experience. Yeah, I had a submissive who had set up a CNC scene. Uh-huh. And it 
concerned me because I knew who she was setting it up with. Yeah. The parties were not. I, I knew that the, the players were untrustworthy mm-hmm. to, to me. Yeah. But she had set up that she would be kidnapped, taken to a cabin in the woods, and used by multiple people for the bang. weekend. Yeah. Like gang yeah. bang, tied up. Yeah. Restrained. Basically, like, hard used. Yeah. She had created this entire experience around being kidnapped and raped. Yep. Now, this isn't kidnap and rape, but it's kidnap and rape-like. Role-play. It's role-play. Yes. And it was consent, non-consent. It's consent, non-consent. In the the arena of a negotiation agreement. Yes. Now, with her, I had a consent, non-consent dynamic where she would have me do things that she really didn't like. She would have you so that she would request them? Yes, yeah, so she would put herself forward to be put in predicaments or to... Well, she was always in that, though, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is she would say, call you or text you and say, I want you to think about doing this to me when we meet this weekend. Oh, well, we, would, we would have conversations. Obviously, I'm a... But you're the dominant, so you would put that forth. But, but I'm a chatty person, so yeah, I would yeah, pick yeah. her brain and I would kind of find out where her lanes were. Right, yeah. And then she would say something and I'd go, oh, we're going to do that. And she would go, damn it, I really shouldn't talk to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but for example, she didn't want me to necessarily piss in her mouth, but it was right. a soft limit, right? Right. Because when I gave her the choice of I'm going to cane your tits or piss in your mouth, which would you choose? And she hated both. She chose piss in my mouth. Well, and, and that's from what you've expressed about her. She got off on... The idea, the kink of being forced to do something she didn't want to do. Yes, that she, was her kink. Her like kink that, is humiliation. That drove her. Yes. and, and Well, and it could include in humiliation. She, she definitely had that, right? Yes. But, it, but some of those, being forced to do something isn't always humiliation. No. It's just being forced. Like you're, it's against your will right. kind of kink. And so it sounds like scenarios you described were things she may not have wanted to do. Some may have been humiliating, but some may have just been... She didn't want to do him because from what I understand, she was pretty dominant in the rest of her life. So exactly. she's now being told, well, you have no choice in the matter. Right. This is what's going to happen. And she's submissive, would do it, but she hated it the whole time. But that was turned her on. That's right. the kink. It's right. kind of like with when people, the rape thing about being chased, they talk about people trying to get away. Obviously, I, I, you know, if you're really in a rape... You're trying to get away and save your life. But yes. the reality, we're not talking about that. We're talking about role-playing. Yes. But the idea of trying to wrestle and get away or try to figure out how to get away or... It's a part of the it's game. A, it's a primal... Well, this is important. I think you're getting at something that's really important. And we'll get to it in more detail. But in consent and non-consent, two things are critical. Thing one is it's going to be something you do with somebody you trust. It's a role-play you do with somebody you trust. Better trust them. Secondly, you're going to have a lot of communication about the rules, the limits, the things that are allowed, the things that are not allowed. And it's actually probably a really good idea to get it all in writing. Yeah. And escape may be one of those elements of the role play that is... Like an agreement. I'm going to try to get away. You're going to have to figure out a way to not let me get away if you're going to fulfill on this role. Yeah, I'm going to try and knock you down and pin you down and gonna have to stop that right but then there but you have to think about this yes. there has to be all kinds of agreements because this is a people 
are role playing, but they're they're going into subspace. There's adrenaline. People are in fight or flight. People can misconstrue things and start to think it might be real. Yeah. If someone's in fear for their life, they might grab an implement and yes, no, you know. This is why safe words are incredibly important. God, I, even as a top, you could be in a dangerous situation. No, I with I, a I, sub. I get that. I get that. I th- I think what's important is that there's like communication on steroids, right? There's got to be a lot of conversation, a lot of agreement, a lot of detail worked out. You know, for example, this person that I referred to had arranged for this person to kidnap her from work. She didn't know when. So she was always concerned about the weekends. Every Friday she would leave work in a different direction and using, you know, because she was trying to not be kidnapped, right? So the whole idea was when it happened, she was going to be like kidnapped, bag overhead, thrown in a van, driven to the woods, like the whole thing. So we have to get... Did she... Did, I know you were worried about her. I was. During this. Did she, in the negotiations, create a stopping point? Uh, no. Uh, see, that scares me. Yeah. Because that... No, that, that was... You never know... You don't know what it's going to go... What's going to happen or what's triggered or I, anything. I didn't trust the players. And so I, I kept persuading her not to, not to do it. And before it had occurred, we had split up. So I don't yeah. know what happened. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Several things are important. Almost most important is that there's a lot of trust between the players. Because you're actually yeah. asking somebody to create a scene that's really close to a rape fantasy. And, and we should talk about that. Like, rape fantasies are common. People have them. But rape fantasies doesn't mean you want to get raped. It means you have a sexual So, for example, what comes to mind with, with rape, it's all about control and power. I mean, it's not... Rarely is it about sex with mm-hmm. the person raping you. But, so let's just... I'm going to get graphic, but just for the example using... I mean, people aren't concerned about you when they're raping you. So they're not saying, oh, let me put some lube on before right. I just stick my huge cock in your ass. Right. That's the kind of thing you have to think about in negotiations. Because even though you want a rape scene, you may say, but when you ra- when you go through these mechanisms, I need you to make sure you do this. Now, maybe you don't want it. Maybe you want to be dry-fucked, and maybe you want the chance of issues, which which could be tearing and things like that. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you have to be the logical details, about the it. The details are very important. It's really important. And then people say, well, if I plan it all out, it, it doesn't even sound like it's going to be... A rape, but the that's but the, right. But the way you, the reason you do that is to make sure that all parties understand what's going on. Yeah. And the timing, you can always say, "Well, I'm ready for you to start surprising me from this date forward." Exactly. And it's a one-time, one-shot thing. Right. Um, and I, and my my agreement is, I have the kids on Sunday, so I can't do it on Sundays, and you can't keep me over three days or whatever. That you all you have to get so detailed in it, and then. The surprise happens when you when it actually takes place. Yes. But you didn't know it was going to ha- exactly happen. It wasn't like right. an appointment on your calendar. And, you know, you've discussed that you're going to escape and try hard not to participate. If that's what you want. And the person, the top, let's call the top the raper and the bottom the rapee, <laughs> right? So the top, in this case, is going to do and say things that are going to heighten the experience for the bottom. And that could include weapons. Yeah. I mean, these are 
This is all could part it, of it. It, it. You can't really leave anything open because the, the idea is you think, I'm with my partner, I trust him. And you do. Okay, right. I get that. That's not a question. But if you have an a excited partner that really wants to please you and wants to create this, they may not think that you didn't want a gun at your head. No. But you didn't discuss it. Yeah, this is, this is why the <laughs> limits are very important. It's yeah. extremely important for the hard limits, soft limits, any limits, all limits to be discussed in advance. It's critically important that the parameters are resolved, that there is no loose ends. And then within that space that you've created, you can take on, and remember, this is a role play. It's not a real rape. It's a role play rape. It's a fantasy coming into reality. And so it's not a power exchange. It's like a power exchange. It's like a power exchange light. But it's not a it's not a power exchange. And so there really has to be negotiated limits and agreements and so on. I would I would recommend to women and I'm this is just my two cents. I would recommend as the rapey that when you go through the orchestration of what you want, because really it's your design because you're the one being raped and the other person is taking direction from you. You're basically topping from the bottom, basically. In it. And then, and then the role play starts, and that's when it starts. But, but yes. when you're negotiating, you're topping from the bottom. Right. And I would recommend a less elaborate rape. To start. A simpler rape. Yes. For one, you have no idea if anything is going to get triggered for you. That's right. And could damage the relationship. Could also trigger for the top. Totally. So you have no idea about that. And these are we're talking about stuff that you're unaware of. Yes. Okay. And it also then exposes you to pitfalls and problems that may come up or something that you want a different, whether it was rape in public or not, or depending on how you orchestrated it. You might think, yeah, I thought I would like it when you took me in the woods in the dark in the public park, but I found out later I was more focused on whether we would be found or not or whatever, and it took away from my experience. Okay, great. So now you can refine it and... Figure it, yeah, but figure I think, it but out. I think you make a good point that, first of all, I want to just say this, that there's nothing wrong with having rape fantasies. No, no. No. It's just a fantasy. Lots of people have rape fantasies. Even people who have been raped have rape fantasies, even right. though they're completely different experiences. Completely. Right? So there's nothing wrong with having rape fantasies. And if you have a partner that you can make agreements with, that you trust, and you create a CNC scene, mm -hmm. start simple. Yeah. Start simple. You don't have to have this very elaborate ruse. You know, right. kidnapping and, and bag over your head in a van, taken to a, a cabin in the woods and gang raped repeatedly over the course of a weekend is a very elaborate scene. And one right? that hopefully you led into, I don't know if she did or not, but the reality would be, it's not all or go home kind of thing. Right. This is one where you're going to experiment with parts of it so you can get them right. You also then build up confidence in your dominant or top. They get an idea of what that's like to dominate you in that context. Yeah. And they learn things too that based on what they might have whispered in your ear or said to you during the, that was a tr that seemed to be a turn on you can talk about it later yeah. and really then you have an opportunity to really create something that might be a huge turn on for both of you in your kink 
yes, based and, on and what you learned. It, it's like saying, this is no different than any kink. Uh, I all of a sudden say, I want to be flogged. Right. And I've never been flogged before. Right. And we just go crazy with flogging. And I say at the end, nope, never want to have that happen again. Right. Which doesn't mean I don't like flogging. It means how we chose to experience it or the inexperience of the top. Well, we can talk about flogging as a great example. You, you didn't know you were like a flogging whore. No, you I didn't no know idea. that. And I am. You know, here's the thing. We started flogging you with a flogger not yep. very hard and not very long. Yes. And we used a flogger and we used a paddle and we used a crop and we used a cane. Yep. And you were like, you know, I have all of those. I prefer the flogger. Mm-hmm. And so we started experimenting with flogging. We got a lighter flogger and a heavier flogger. And, and you know, now we know what you like. Yeah. Right? Exactly. And, and now, we've refined it to yeah. where it's like nuts on. Like yeah. we know what turns them on. I'm squirting. I'm yeah. excited. Yeah. I'm happy. Yes. And see... That's an example of taking something on a gradient. Yes. And I like to use the term on a gradient. It just means you, you make it a little more complex over time. Mm-hmm. And I think in a rape fantasy, and remember, it's a role play. It's a role <laughs> play. Yes. The opportunity is to create the ultimate scene with the person that you trust, where you can literally... Give them your power temporarily. Yeah. Now, it's not the same thing as being raped. No. It's a role play. It's by agreement. So so the point you made earlier, you know, if we line it out that like, these are the safe words and these are things you're allowed and these are things you're supposed to do and this is when it's going to happen, that it takes away from some of the frightening, scary bits or the, the fear factor is reduced, that doesn't matter because... The circumstance creates a chemical response. You have the fight or flight response. That's yeah, what you you're will. creating. Yeah. And, you know, especially if there's some pushback. Like, if you're just going to lay there and be raped, it's not going to have the same effect on you than if you, like, try and resist. Right. And the experience around that is going to create all of those, like, kinky chemicals that people love. Exactly. And then when it's over, and this is really important, there has to be like a aftercare process for both for both people that downloads the experience. Yeah. What did you like? What didn't you like? What do you well, not like? Well, the suggestion is for sure the top needs to discuss what's going on right away yes. after, a, after a scene because they're still on there elevated space and they've just done whatever they've done and they need to get it out then right while it's fresh the person who's a rapee not necessarily sub but the rapee needs to also express but usually they might have dropped into a space that is where they're not communicating as much right but but there has to be communication on both sides yes you can't just depart and say we'll talk no, no, about no. this in two days no, no no it's very important that you have an aftercare process yeah and that's also part of the upfront agreement yeah that your aftercare would we'll be, be whatever well it would be longer and more involved the more intense the experience was well and and taking into account rape role play is probably not an everyday thing for people no it's probably a segmented kind of thing. Yeah. And so rest, warmth, 
Yes. Fluids. Yes. Food. Yes. Cuddle it, time. Absolutely. Just talking time while it's fresh. You don't have to hash it all out, but you do need to talk about what went right, what didn't. Yes. Did your did someone actually give a stop word and it was ignored because right. it wasn't seen? But well, I want to tell you because this. I've seen people, I've heard of people doing things like this where they, it's getting intense, it's getting intense. I'm going to red out. I'm going to red out, and then the intensity changes, and they're like, well, I guess I'll I'll pull that back. Yes. And and they pull it back because. The person, their top, didn't see if, it, if they were nonverbal, the red. So they go, oh, it's okay because I'm going to pull it back anyway because right. it's now going the right direction. But if any of those situations happen, we need to discuss those. Like, you missed it when I dropped the handkerchief or whatever I well, did. I want to say that CNC is a kink that can occur for a very non kinky couple. So it's possible that you don't participate in kink as a general rule. But you have a rape fantasy. And with your partner or your husband or your friend with benefits, you choose to exercise this thing. And so it's still the same opportunity. And for people who aren't like regularly playing in kink, knowing that safe words occur, knowing that safe words exist, knowing that there are hard limits and soft limits and parameters, all of that stuff, knowing that all of that's there for you is mm -hmm. important because what you're really doing is plugging into one of the big aspects of kink from our point of view, which is to be like super communicators yeah, about their, about sex and about sexual dynamics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fascinating because I think of myself, I'm in a consensual, non-consensual. We, we were talking on our walk today and I thought to myself, I don't think of myself that way. I know it is, but I never use that context because I'm a 24-7 TPE. So I, I know... I give you my power. Yeah, but you have to get that we're unusual in that we communicate a lot about our sexual... And we exist in our in a 24-7. And we're present to that. Which is rare. And we're present to that. It's a point of gratitude for both of us. Totally. And so you've given up your power. And that's the CNC part of it. Well, and for, so for me, because that's where I exist as my authentic self as a submissive. Yes. That's what I obviously was looking for, right? Yes. So for me, you might think this is weird. In this, even if I think back to my younger days in my 20s, I very much did not fantasize about a rape scene. In fact, I lived in Hollywood and Reseda and areas that were not that safe for young 20-year-old women. I was con and I was stalked several times. I was constantly afraid of that. So that was not at all on my radar of like, I want this to happen, like if they were cute enough or whatever. There was never that. But the part of me with power is to be taken by, by you know, I'm so desired that you can't get to the apartment fast enough, so you take me in the hallway. I'm just, I'm just saying this example. Um, I'm an exhibitionist, so it's, it's the taking of me being taken and me be looking over and seeing someone that sees me being taken and I'm like, yeah, I'm being taken right now, yes. you know. Well, definitely one of the hottest sex scenes we ever had was one day we were coming back from, we went for a drive to, the, to Ambridge Island. Yeah. And we came back and I said, I'm going to fuck you as soon as I get in the apartment. And we came in and tore each other's clothes off and <laughs> had sex. And it was like 10 minutes, right? Yeah. yeah. But it was really tear your clothes off hot. and have sex. It was very Primal. hot. Yeah, so for me, but I've never imagined it being a stranger. Right. I've never imagined me it not 
um, how do I say this? It being a stranger who I didn't give my power to yeah. and just took it from me. That's like, well, well, that this, this does not that, exist in my framework. CNC isn't that either. Yeah. CNC isn't inviting strangers to rape you. CNC exactly. is making an agreement yes. with somebody to pretend to give them your power. Pre it's, it's, See, that's where I fall, That's where I'm having problems, yeah. to pretend. Yeah. Because well, I can't pretend. No, you, you and I are in a 24-7 dynamic. Yeah. You've surrendered your power. Yeah. It's, it's authentically who you are. It's it not, just it's that that's why I'm saying it I don't think of it that way yes. because it is who I am authentically. Yes. What we're talking about is role play. Which a lot of people we're finding are in and I see where and believe me, I've talked with girlfriends. I know people have this fantasy. I've heard women Absolutely. talk about it. Yeah. Because they don't talk about just being taken. It's not that being taken, it's actually by by force. force. Yeah. And I always laugh to myself because now even more so I laugh because I'm like, I, I give my power all the time. So I get right. to feel that all the time right. well, in, at well, a level. I, I tell you to get ready and you get ready. Yes. It's not like, it's not like there's... It's not a fight. It's not a fight. No. It's a like, yay. Yeah. <laughs> That's because I make you come so hard. Yes. Yeah. So I want to sort of wrap this up with broad strokes conversation. So... CNC is consent, non-consent. It's a rape fantasy played out in role play mm -hmm. with agreements, mm -hmm. with safe words, with parameters, and then with aftercare. And that little wrap-up is where CNC lives. Mm -hmm. It's not people wanting to be raped. It's not that. No, and I think through the process of negotiating and setting something up, someone could then, after the fact, have misgivings about what they've agreed to. Yeah. Not at all because they don't believe in what they agreed to, but they're having second thoughts. Right. That that's why you have your safe words or your safe movement or expression, whatever right. you're choosing, that even if it's one of those abduction-type things, you can give your signal and, and it could be over. Because well, you may I, I decide think, it's not going to happen. I think we can have a conversation about safe words. I mean, in this context, a safe word stops the process. Yes. Or if you're gagged or have something in your mouth, some other physical signal, tapping or something, stops the process. It's not like I'm going to like give you like a green light to go. Well, it's, that's what I was going to ask. Is I, It seems like consent, non-consent would not be a graduation of... Green, yellow, red. No, no. It's or I'm going to red you out until I decide that you no. can. I can give you direction. No, my recommendation would be that you go until it's not. It doesn't work. It's for not you. working. And then, and then and, it stops. And that could be either side, the top or the bottom. You mentioned earlier. I meant to respond to this. You said my thought for women, but I think men could get raped too. Oh so yes, I think, yes. And I think men have rape fantasies too. Oh definitely. So whether it's men or women, you know, cis-oriented men and cis-oriented women. Mm -hmm. The same issues pertain. Yep. And I think the intention is to make it seem close to a total power taking. Mm -hmm. It's a rape fantasy played out, and it's not like you can dial it back. It's like it's either happening or it's not happening. And so my advice on a safe word would be a hard stop. You know, whatever your colors, a yeah, whatever, word, whatever, whatever a safe it word is. is, just have it be a hard stop. And... I think people need to recognize that if you stop a scene, yes, 
you had reasons for it. Yes. But the reality is there's nothing wrong no. in the sense that you can't recreate this another time. Exactly. A lot of it is there needs to be communication or something was well, triggered or possible, someone's having a situation. Yeah, it's possible that you stopped it because you didn't like where it was going. Mm -hmm. But it's possible you stopped it because it triggered something you weren't aware of and you don't want to do it anymore. Exactly. But there's nothing wrong that you stopped it. Exactly. That's yes. what I want to say. And it doesn't always mean that they're the top or whoever's the rapist yes. was doing something wrong even. No. no one should take anything personal. What you should do immediately is have a conversation. Yeah, there has to be aftercare no matter when it stops. Yes, yes. Or for, for whatever reason it stops. Yes. And you have to be clear. You can't be evasive. I, I, I know that I even talking to friends about their desire for this, Sometimes they're obtuse or evasive about the specifics, and I always question them on the specifics because yeah. without knowing at the time, I was, I'm very kinky, and so yeah. I have the, this curiosity. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, I don't think that even matters. And I'm like, it probably does matter. These kinds of questions matter. So you can't just say, well, I, didn't, I just didn't feel right. No, I just didn't feel right isn't necessarily an answer. You might say, I don't know, I'm having some kind of trigger I don't can't explain what it is, but it's not you. It's just I'm having a, some kind of reaction to this. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong. And and there's nothing wrong. And maybe if I figure it out, we can talk about this more. But the reality is I needed to stop it. And that is so true with any, any situation. To be able to stop it, there isn't necessarily something wrong. It's just that you need to stop it. And there's, and there's nothing wrong by you stopping it. Yeah. No, I mean, listen, it's, it, kinky sex requires communication and safe words mm -hmm. and the safe words aren't there to make somebody bad that's that's a very good point you know they're there to put a space in the in the space to actually create space in the space so that you can stop the process and give consideration to what you want to have happen it actually next. protects both parties because totally. someone who um reads out or uses a safe word is doing that on behalf of what their experience is, but it's actually a safe word that's being used on behalf of both of you. Think, think of a safe word like somebody shouting no in your ear. Mm -hmm. Like it's a no, like sex, no. Yes. Right, that's what a safe word is. A safe word is, I no longer give you my consent. Right. That's what a safe word right. is. And you know, we talked yesterday about withdrawing consent, mm -hmm. and, and this is a, actually a great conversation to have about consent because... A safe word is withdrawing consent in the moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and that's key. And there's nothing wrong. You right. shouldn't take it personal when a safe word is used. Right. What we should do is immediately go into aftercare and then have a conversation and say, tell me more about this. What yeah. were you experiencing? Because we're not in each other's heads. No. We don't know what we're experiencing. No. And it takes and, communication to figure that out. And CNC happens at an edge where triggers of things that are hidden from your view can can come up to haunt you. Yes. So it's very important that, that people respect safe words. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm done. I'm tapped out. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for today. If you're interested in kinky relationship coaching, online domination, or if you'd like to sponsor the pod to keep it going, please visit our Patreon website at Lady Petra Playground. You can reach me via email at ladypetraplayground at gmail.com. Our music is composed and performed by Roger Ferguson, who can be found at rogerfergusonmusic.com. Till next time, cheers!
Thank you.